yum nub. Eat out the yum nub. I told me to be chicken. Welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Matt, and anger leads to hate, and hate leads to power. And my name's Jamie, and Maxie Big the Force. I, I went for a Dooku quote, and sounds like you went for a Jar Jar quote. Yeah. I that decided... Encapsulates, that encapsulates today's episode, I guess. Yeah, I decided not to try to do a Jar Jar impression for many reasons. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Um, before we get further into it, we're still doing Clone Wars. Um, today we're going to... This is our 18th episode covering the Clone Wars series. Um, today we're doing the Gun Gun General, which is Season 1, Episode 12. So before we get started, did you do any Star Wars recently? Yes. So I started a couple of days ago the... Um, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade uh, book. I am hmm, maybe about a third of the way through it, um, or a quarter, possibly. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, it's I, it's it's hard not to. I just want to just I want to keep on uh, listening to it uh, through Audible, but I I need audiobooks for when I run in the morning and if I if I blow through books, then I don't have any other books and then, then I'm kind of uh, shit out of luck. So I'm really trying to meter myself uh, with this book, but I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. I, um, I got that. I downloaded that book when I was still on vacation and basically last day, um, in between like swimming with my kids in the ocean, they all like went up, went up to the back to the house after a while. I basically sat on the beach for a few hours, just listening to that book. So I got very hooked on it and have already finished it. So no spoilers for you, but I can't wait for you to finish so we can talk about it. Yeah. I would say, I would say for, for a, a book that takes place sort of in that inquisitorious time period, which is rise of the empire, fall of the Republic time period. It is extremely good. Um, and it's it's a story that I've wanted for a long time. Like, just tell me about where the Inquisitors came from and stuff like that, and, yeah. and how how they came about and what what Palpatine's plan was. And it's just it's just so good. I recommend it to anybody. But I'll stop talking about it so I don't actually spoil anything for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just um, I'm curious if it's going to be the only in, uh, Inquisitor book, or is there going to be others? Because it's the the title is Star Wars colon Inquisitor colon Rise of the Red Blade, so that kind of makes it seem like there might be more. Sure, I can. So without giving anything away from the book, um, the book is basically limited to that Inquisitor's point of view and what she experiences, and it doesn't deviate from that perspective. I think you probably could, like when she gets inducted into the Inquisitorius, she's not the first one there are already a bunch of inquisitors and the grand inquisitor and she doesn't know like where they came from. Um, and so it's told from like her limited point of view. I absolutely think you can tell the story of the grand inquisitor, like flesh that out a little bit. Like how did he go from temple guard to, to what he was? I mean, they they gave themselves, this story gives them like mechanisms to do that. But yeah, I think you could do, 
a trilogy of books. Um, I think the fifth brother, he's one of the inquisitors and rebels on, oh, what's the planet? Malachor? Uh, yes. Yeah. So he was in Malachor. He was, he was in, um, Obi-Wan and he was in the, um, the Jedi survivor prequel novel. Um, and he's in this novel. So I think he's a major character in the Inquisitor stuff. So maybe he should get a book. Like, cause he, like him showing up in so many different things and him being powerful in sort of a different way than the other ones. Like it, I, I think it would be believable to give him a whole story. Yeah. Do a trilogy of these things. It was really good. It was very good. Not probably not in my top five books, but probably in my top 10 star Wars books. Well, and you compared it to Lost Stars, and I think I hadn't thought of that, um, but I think that's a good way to do it. And I'll tell you the other thing I'll say without spoilers is, you know how episode, how like the Revenge of the Sith book described Anakin's fall so much better than the movie did, mm-hmm. with all the like the metaphor about the dragon living inside of him and things like that. And that is like Matthew Stover, he was the author of that novelization. Delilah Dawson does a similar telling of how Iscat is wrestling with her identity as a Jedi and her relationship with the light side of the Force versus the dark side of the Force. And when she encounters through her travels and things, like you're to the part where she got to the Sith um, altar. It's not spoiling anything for anybody. She just encounters a Sith altar on a planet. And she has dreams about it, and, like, it talks to her. And she was previously, like, an archaeologist of sorts and would come across Sith artifacts, and she would become obsessed with them immediately just because they were imbued with the dark side. And, like, how, like how, does the, how does the Jedi deal with someone who has that, I don't know, proclivity, I guess? Yeah, I mean... I mean, certain people have like, they're just, um, people are are just addicts, whether it's drugs or gambling or um, Star Wars. Um, We were talking about, (laughs) I'm here playing with my three and three quarter inch black chrysanthemum that came in the mail yesterday. (laughs) Send you a photo. (laughs) There's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, and we've, and we've, uh, in the past, uh, we've talked about that from we under, from what we understand from all the canon material, the dark side is very much like a drug, and that's why it's so hard to come back um, come back from because it's just so um, so in, it's so intoxicating. Um, yeah, one of the Jedi masters in this book call, calls it cloying, like sweet almost like it's overly sweet it's like overly satisfying to be around it and that's why you have to guard yourself against it but i like that description i can't wait for you to get further into this book because i think you're you're at a really good part we'll stop talking about it yeah yeah i'm really i'm really excited but i i can't do any more for the book until um tuesday morning which is a couple couple days from now but um yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing wild and crazy. How about you? So my kids reminded me this week that we have n- not finished Bad Batch. 
I know it makes me a bad Star Wars animation dad, but they're just so busy with other things. And like they had camps and camps and classes and all this other stuff. And so we just don't, and it's not the only TV they watch. So they reminded me tonight that, or yeah, tonight that they wanted to watch some Bad Batch. They caught me watching Clone Wars, getting ready for this. And I was like, sure, we can watch Bad Batch. So we watched four episodes of Bad Batch, and now we're right at the finale. Um, and my wife even came down and joined us for the last two. So we did that this week. <laughs> watched a ton of Bad Batch tonight. Um, so they're almost all caught up on that. How did they take um, a Tex situation? So we, so, um, we haven't gotten to Tex death yet. We stopped right before that because they were getting tired. Um, but the funny thing was... Uh, we started with Metamorphosis, mm-hmm. the the Zillow Beast episode, and Tech goes off by himself in the very beginning of that episode to sort of restart the ship. And my older son's like, "Uh oh!" like teasing. Mm-hmm. And my younger son said, "They won't kill him. He's a main character." Mm. And I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> All right, let's watch. <laughs> Keep watching. So we stopped. We stopped before they got to the death scene. Um, we'll pick it up later, so we'll see how they react. Um, I know I know how my younger son doesn't like um, tragedy. Like He's very much a treacle, sort of. He's in that age where if anything makes him feel a certain way, he hates it. Oh, yeah. And then my older son is much more cynical about things. He's like a... He's turning into like a little prick teenager. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I've got a 14-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, your kid's two years older than mine, so you, so you know what you know what's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely he's definitely on the on the edge of that that thing. So um, he's just going he's just going to taunt it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to soften the blow by having him watch like the animated um, Animal Farm or something. There you go. So there, or, or like Grave of the Fire. Uh, fireflies so they're just so distraught that watching this it's just like nothing yeah i can't i can't show them animal farm because lately i i just can't help myself and i just start talking about like bullshit trivia and things and so i would be i'd have like a history of russia next to me and be like this pig is trotsky (laughs) let's pause the movie and talk about trotsky Talk about how his incompetence led to Stalin. This one's Stalin. <laughs> Here comes Khrushchev. <laughs> so, anyway. Who's the horse? I don't remember. <laughs> That's the other thing. I'd have to look it up, um, see who all the characters are supposed to be. Um, Napoleon is Stalin, though. Napoleon the pig is Stalin. I know that much. Um but yeah, I'd have to look at a yeah. list of cast of characters from one of it. One of his hooves is a little bit shorter than the other. He and he makes the, all the other pigs get drunk with him every night. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he was he's stupid enough to think that Hitler was going to honor his treaty. God, I really that. If I could go back to a moment in history, I would want to go back to that moment where Stalin realized that Hitler stabbed him in the back because. The, the reports of his behavior at that time um, are crazy. Like, he really thought Hitler was going to leave him alone. And, yeah. Like, he didn't come out of his apartment for weeks, supposedly. Like, he was so distraught. It's it's funny that you use the term uh, stabbed in the back because that's 
that's how the Nazis got into power. Right, you that's know, their phrase. Yeah, that they, they didn't lose the war. They didn't lose World War One. They were they were they were stabbed in the back and betrayed. Yeah, I mean not every like you said the other day, every accusation is a admission. Yeah. Right. Like how dare you stab us in the back? Now let us stab you in the back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're everybody's a piece of shit. Got it. I used to say all the time, people are terrible people. Oh yeah. People are terrible, terrible people. Um, all right, back to Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry. No. It's like... Uh, um, what's that? It's like Palpatine funding an anti-Sith movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he cozes up to the Jedi, right? And, and preaches, like, the goodness of the Force. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. This, the, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We could call it the... Sound of the Force? I don't know. Yeah. Sound of the Force. Um, I do have a very short audiobook that I'm going that I am starting. I was gonna start it today, but ran out of time because I actually went to a baseball game today. And it is called Star Wars Hunters Battle for the Arena, and it is a tie in to a video game. I just got it because it's a canon Star Wars book. But it's a short one, so and I doubt it has any consequence to it. I don't know anything about it, but I'm starting that soon. Other than that, I'm continuing my comic collection. I'm continuing my three and three quarter inch toy collection. I uh, sent you a photo of the Black Chrysanthemum toy that came today. Oh yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool with the um, and also with the Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, the Boba Fett from Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Star Wars has like a toy problem where they won't release um, any promotional material to their vendors. And so there's a huge lag in toys. Yeah, well, they, the vendors kind of got burned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. Like uh, everybody who bought um, like a Dr. Zhivago or – no, not Dr. Zhivago. Yeah, and then like some... – And Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago was absolutely cut out of Force Awakens. Talk about Russian history. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell was the white army? Can we just talk about Russian literature tonight? Sure. Let me go get my let me get a, go get a copy of Vina Emir. Uh, yeah, that's, that's war and peace in Russian. I mean, I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's Russian pornography. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Now, well, if if our listeners aren't learning something about science or history. Are they really learning anything at all when they're listening to our show? Yeah, let's start. The, let's run the intro again, and I'll say, "Welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars science podcast, sometimes history podcast." Because we do talk a lot about World War II, too much, probably. Well, World War II is interesting because well, it's 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 an, it's an interesting time because the original trilogy era of um, of Star Wars is like like this like the height of like. The, the best the best uh, or analogous time period that we have is Nazi Germany where like the you know the fascists are in complete control and everybody's like paranoid um, Andor is a good example of that where every they're watching everybody they've gotten they have like full control but they're semi incompetent they're they're cruelly incompetent and, and there's also people there that are just like doing their jobs. You don't see my air quotes, but 
there, there's people that are just doing their jobs and there's other people that are just like, oh, I don't care as long as I'm in charge. So it's very, right. it's very, it's very apt. And uh, I mean, there's other, the other parts of it that it's really horrible to, to think about. Yeah, maybe we should just start talking about more about Star Wars and less, less about World War II because eventually we're going to talk about all the really, really bad stuff that happened. And let's not, let's not do that. We are an explosive podcast. We can get away with it. Yeah. No. Um, we don't have to, though. No. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Let's just gloss over that. Um, so, what are we talking about today, other than our Russian literature? Yeah. So the other, just my my goals for Star Wars, just in the short term, is um, I'm still moving forward on R2, and I've started 3D printing again. So, other than that. Nothing new from Star Wars for me this week. Um, but yeah, we can move on to the plot or to the episode. I've got a couple of cast people I want to talk about ahead of time, but like I said earlier, um, today we're talking about the Gun Gun General, which is still season one, episode twelve of Clone Wars. Um, before we get into too much, I want to talk about the writer. Um, while we're recording this, the writer strike is still going on. I did get clar- clarification from the union that past materials for non-monetized platforms are not struck. So they're they're basically saying they don't care if we talk about stuff as long as we're not getting paid to talk about their stuff, which I think is reasonable. We don't get paid. We don't monetize this podcast at all. Who did you talk to? I emailed the SAG-AFTRA FAQ email. Oh, are we part of SAG-AFTRA? No. Because that would be totally rad. No, we're not. (laughs) No, but they they basically put out a statement saying don't promote material. Don't promote material. (laughs) I didn't know what that meant. And that's that's like when Hank Scorpio tells like Homer to teach the teach the guys under him everything he knows. Like, don't worry, that won't take long. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they 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 said don't. They're asking people to not promote shows because they want the studios to feel pain, right? And there was a lot of debate about what that meant. And everything has a writer or an actor in it. And so does that mean don't talk about anything? So there's an FAQ that you can email. And I emailed them and I said, we have this stupid podcast. It's not monetized. It's just us talking about these cartoons. We're currently doing Clone Wars from 2008. I told them we do highlight actors and writers, which we do conscientiously and have from the beginning of the podcast. And and they said non-monetized platforms are different just don't want people making money off of their work when they're not making money off of their work, which I thought was reasonable. We don't monetize, so I thought it's fine to continue. Yeah, well, and you know, we can uh, use the excuse that we are uh, specifically not monetizing on purpose. Not Obviously. Not because nobody's willing to give us money to advertise their, their product, but mainly because um, nobody cares. Yes, we're not. We're not if, there. It'd be. It would be a bit of a pickle if we were like making uh, money uh, advertising um, underwear or uh, boner pills or um, food prepped prepped food boxes or something like that. 
Um, then we flashlights. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to pay me to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, extreme restraints. We will we will read an extreme extreme restraints um, ad on our podcast. <laughs> I'll do anything for money. Yeah. So yeah, is it? Uh, it'd be yeah, it'd be a lot more difficult if, if we were making money. Then it would be kind of like hmm hmm. Although a very, I won't mention it, but a very popular podcast that um, inspired me in many ways to start this podcast with you. Um, they are a monetized podcast, and they're a review show, and they review a very popular franchise. And they released a statement saying that they're not going to stop reviewing, and instead they're just going to donate money to the strike effort so they can keep going. But obviously those guys do it full-time make a ton of money doing it. I'm not going to mention the podcast again, but, and they're not stopping. This is me talking to my friend about star Wars on the internet that only a couple hundred people listen to. We're not hurting the strike Mm -hmm. and I support the strike fully. So yeah, 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 me as well. And, uh, Bob Iger, if you're listening, uh, eat a dick. (laughs) Well, make sure it's not a person's make sure eat a dog's dick. Red Rocket. <laughs> okay. All right. So it, with that all being said, today I'm going to talk about the writer of this episode. Um, and her name is Julie Siege. Um, that's how it's spelled. S-I-E-G-E. Siege. That's a rad last name. Yeah. I wish I had a cool last name like that. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> um, so she, she wrote on two uh, Clone Wars episodes, and this is one of them. Um, I like this episode, spoiler alert. I think it's clever and has a lot of heart in it. But her um, her main credits are shows... She's, she's a writer and a producer now. But she was a producer and writer on the show Supernatural, which I did not watch. But she also was a writer on the show Narcos, which I did watch. I love that show. I, uh, we watched the first few episodes of the very first season. And then we watched all of the... See, um, the season with um, uh, Michael Pena and yeah. uh, Diego Luna. Yeah, the the one the that me- takes place in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So the so the one the first season has uh, Pedro Pascal in it, right? The Mandalorian. Um, mm. So I I I watch it just because I was watching things with him in it, and I loved it. And then the the second season, like you said, has Andor in it. So also very good. So she was the writer and producer of uh, that series. Um, and then she's also done Alphas and Last Resort. Um, these are all TV dramas, like these long arc TV dramas. I wanted to highlight her because she was nominated for an award for the SFX Awards in the UK for an episode of Supernatural. And the episode, and the, they were nominated in 2010 for Best TV Episode, did not win. Um, but the episode was entitled Chris Angel is a Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of stepping on my joke is like, I'm trying to, I've never heard of this show called Alphas, and it just sounds like a bunch of uh, douchebags just trying to convince everybody that they are. Cause I don't know if you ever like frequent the internet, <laughs> but like there'll be douchebags saying that, like how they're like alpha. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then be like, "Yeah, if you, a that's completely wrong. 
for many reasons. And B, if you have to tell somebody you're alpha, you are certainly not. Right. And it's like people who say like how smart they are or how brilliant they are. Like lean on lean on their credentials too hard. And it's like oh, <laughs> you actually need these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I've I've never known anybody who talks about how smart they are. Yeah. Um, so Alphas turns out I've not seen it either, but the summary of it is it's a science fiction drama focusing on a team that investigates people with supernatural abilities. And so it is like a, I guess an FBI hunts down X Men. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I would have preferred if they just hunted down like, uh, like um, Manosphere pickup artists. That'd there you be, go. That'd be pretty sweet. So guys that look like Chris Angel, um, trying to teach. Uh, nerds and incels how to pick up women by naking them or something and then all of a sudden the feds come in guns drawn i think i'd watch that show yeah i'd watch that too um i think that's where i'm going to stop today for the cast um there's a couple other people like there's a guy greg ellis who plays turk falso um who's one of the weak ways but he comes back a bunch in rebels um later so we can talk about him later does um dd baker play one of the Oh, sorry, is it D.D. Baker or D.D. Bradley? You can... D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker, okay. Um, does he play one of the weak ways? Yeah, he plays one of the pirate guards in this episode. Because I could swear one of them sounded exactly like Wrecker. Oh, nice. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can only have, like, so many voices. Like, it's... So, it's it's understandable. My... I mean, I'm, I'm bad at impressions. My... Uh, my... my Cockney accent turns into an Irish accent, turns into an Australian, which turns into New Zealand, which then goes back and forth, and then it just becomes Southern somehow. Um, so I can't fault a professional one, professional uh, VO actor for having having to reuse certain um, certain voices. I mean, his voice his voice is pretty distinct, and it's great that you could pick it out. And yeah, he absolutely he I just confirmed it. He is listed as playing clone troopers and pirate guard number two. Yeah. In this episode. So yeah, you definitely picked it out. Michael. And then. Whoops. Sensual boy by Klaus. Smell it. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's. I will. I will never not find that funny. Is that one of him? <laughs> yeah, he's he's Klaus from American Dad. D. Bradley Baker's Klaus. Uh huh. Wow, that's crazy. I did not know that. I think we actually have talked about that on the show, but I think I forgot it. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. All right. You're not listening to me. Do you want to move on to the summary? Um, yeah, I guess. Or we can keep talking. I, 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 I had to check just to be sure because all of a sudden, like, because you're saying, is he? And like, oh, no, no, maybe he isn't. Like, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> You're on the Google machine. Yes. Okay. So let us get into uh, the episode. So the the kind of the uh, fortune cookie words of wisdom at the beginning of this episode is fail with honor rather than succeed by fraud. And uh, we'll come back to that to uh, see if it uh, holds true. Um, so um, this is the second part. Uh, Dooku has been captured um, he's being held by Hondo uh, Onaka, and the Republic uh, agreed to uh, pay a hefty ransom in spice, aka Star Wars cocaine. 
and uh, and the previous episode, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan came to just make sure that he is there, and they've been drugged as well. So they wake up in a prison cell uh, after they've been uh, drugged. They find that they're chained together with Dooku by some like some sort of like energy uh, chain gang sort of thing. Except instead of their feet, they're more like um, just around their waist. Dooku, Obi Wan, and Anakin trade barbs. Uh, Dooku says he tried to separate them, but he could not. Anakin tells Dooku to shut up, and Dooku has the Jedi to, to make an escape plan. Obi Wan and Anakin both snap and agree that they are in charge. Um, um, can we can we stop here just just with this introduction? Mm-hmm. There's oftentimes things in these episodes that bother me um, that I don't know what's going on, or things that I do a deep dive on. And Obi-Wan and Anakin being in the cell turned out to be the deep dive for this one. Um, because the last scene that we see in the previous episode, they're sitting down at the pirate feast, their drinks get drugged, they sit down, and then they use the force to switch the drinks with their neighboring weakways, and then they drink, and then those two weakways pass out. Mm-hmm. So they're drinking out of mugs that have not been spiked, right? No roofies in, in their drinks, right? Um and they still, the very next scene, you see them back. They see them in this jail cell tied to Dooku, like it's the Defiant Ones or something. Sidney Poitier chained to a racist character. They have to fight their way through the South, chained together. Um, so this makes no sense from a plot point of view. How did they get captured? There's this little back and forth about, oh, we, we drank too much or we got drugged, right? Mm-hmm. But they explicitly showed you in the previous episode that they were avoiding the drugging. And the little billboard up front, the summary of the previous episode, implies that this is how they're in the jail cell. And so I wanted to figure out what the hell was going on. It turns out I'm missing a huge piece of Star, of Star Wars Clone Wars. During the original airing of these episodes, there were comic strips that were released on StarWars.com as prequels to every single episode that had details that filled in gaps between the episodes. Okay. So so this episode is preceded by um, the Star Wars webcomic called um, Bait. There, and... No, it's called Switch. Clone Wars Switch, and it was written by Pablo Hidalgo, and it was released on January 9th, 2009. And that is a few days before this episode. Same day as this episode. Um, okay, so they started by chugging the, the alcohol? So the, yes. So so what actually happened, the reason why they're in the jail cell, is because that little quacky and monkey lizard, Pilf, mm-hmm. the entire comic is him trying to poison um, Obi-Wan and Anakin and continuously failing to administer poison to them. And then eventually... He just sets off a gas grenade in the room and poisons everybody. You know, I would complain when people would were complaining about why is Grogu back with Din Djarin because because the the end of the second season of Mandalorian, it's big sad goodbye, and all of a sudden third season they're back again, back together again. And if, and if you hadn't watched the Book of Boba Fett, you would totally have missed that. And people complained about that, that like oh, a major plot point happened uh, outside of outside of the show, in a different show. Um, and 
this kind of feels like that. This kind of makes me a little annoyed because like rather than just like another show, this is just like a like a small comic that could be easily missed. I missed it, and I make it my job to know about this stuff. I can't even find a copy of it. I found a copy of the collected works of these things for the first season, I think, and it's outrageously expensive, and it is listed in Wikipedia under the article Rare Star Wars Books. So apparently these things don't even fucking exist. So I can't even read them if I want to. There's a website called Utini, and it, it's just an encyclopedia of every single published work of Star Wars. Um, and I found these comics on there. It's just basically a list and saying, like, these things exist. Uh, and they're marked as legends. But I don't think that's accurate. I think that these are intended to be companion pieces to these um, episodes. They were made by Dark Horse, which is the comic company that was doing all of the comics for Star Wars back in this period. And I'm I'm so annoyed that I can't have them. Unless I'm willing to pay hundreds of dollars for a book book of comic strips. Which is not out of the question, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> and it's just one of these things where it's like like this is this is the nature of research, right? You see something and you're like that doesn't make any sense. And you go digging, and earlier today I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There are dozens of comic strips that are companion pieces to these episodes I love that I've never even seen and can't find online. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, this was my deep dive. I spent an hour and a half looking for these things today <laughs> and found one copy of a book of compiled book of compiled comics on eBay for an outrageous price. Like how much? So the book by itself was $200, but the book came with two posters, um, two small posters that had various themes from the Clone Wars in them. The book, the copy of the book I found with the posters was $700. Whoa. Whoa. That is the only copy I could find. Oh, and yeah. I searched I searched by ISPIN in all of the rare book databases. I'm tempted to give it to my friend who owns a rare bookstore. And see if he can find a copy for me. Because he likes that stuff. That's like his job. And just give it to him and say, like, if you can find a copy for less than 100 bucks, let me know. And I just don't, I don't know. Like, I'm so, this this ruined my night, basically. Because <laughs> I was like, it's so frustrating. Because this is, this is a source of material that's not even referenced adequately in Wikipedia. It's so, it's so hard to find. I don't know. Did they do it? Let's just keep. Did they do it through, did did they do it throughout Clone Wars or did they just do it for like the first couple seasons? So as far as I can tell, it was only for the first three seasons. And I think it gets spotty after the first season. Because because they were they were having writers write them, like Pablo, right? Like he wrote a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. But they had other people doing them too. And so there are at least forty of them. Hmm. And and I know they go into season three, and I can't find any past season three. And so I, th I think they did stop at some point. But it's just so frustrating that this exists, and I can't see it. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I just figured that, not knowing, I just figured it was something along the lines of The Princess Bride, where just like every mug was poisoned. My day would be a lot better if I hadn't, if I had just made that same assumption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like... Like, yeah, I bet it's just a continuity error or just something happened off screen. 
no, there's a whole comic book of Pilf trying to poison Obi-Wan and Anakin and them escaping it until Pilf gasses the whole room to kidnap them. And that's what they woke. And that's what they're waking up from. Yeah. Is from being gassed. That is ridiculous. If anyone has a copy of this book, email me because I'm willing to buy it for a reasonable price. I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on it, but yeah. even if you just want to loan it to me, I'll make a copy of it. I don't know. No, if anyone has help. a way to get this stuff, let me know. Yeah. That would uh, technically be a crime, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to AI, go to ChatGPT, and have it write me comics. No, we're not doing that. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to derail the discussion in the first sentence. Let's keep going. Mm, okay, you know, Kirk, Luke, slash Vic. Oof, all right, all right. So we're okay. So where were we? Okay, so uh, Hondo and Hondo and Turk. Okay. So, Hondo and his deputy uh, Turk Falso are discussing the kidnapping of the Jedi and Dooku. Turk says they could have gotten more money from the Separatists, but Hondo repeats that they would have just sent an army to wipe them out. Hondo says that, that they will just ransom off all three of the hostages to the Republic, and uh, they're expecting a million of credits worth of spice to be delivered soon. Now, Turk meets with another Weequay and tells him to bring the ship down and don't tell Hondo. The other Weequay is nervous but goes along with his plan. On the shuttle with the spice are Jar Jar and Karis, the two senators um Karis is actually a grand is that correct yeah he's a grand sorry grand. i was looking for a mute button it's the three-eyed goat looking alien yeah and a group of clone troopers and these are the like these not senate guards but like the the senate the senate like has kind of like their own police force or own um, right they're like the maroon colored ones they're the senate security i think is what they're yeah called. they've got like a like a kind of a triangular you know design on like their pauldrons, you know. Um, so, uh, so Karis uh, is giving a report to Palpatine via hologram, and Palpatine tells Karis to get Dooku and get out. Now, uh, Jar Jar is kind of like he kind of gets in the way, and Palpatine's like, just kind of like Rep- Representative Banks, please don't. As a as a, as a as a super serious Sith Lord, just trying to like do this mess, this, this long con, this long, big plan that's been kind of like, maybe not this exact plan, but the, the plan to take over the galaxy has been going on for a millennia. How annoyed are you with Jar Jar? This is another funny scene where, where Jar Jar busts into the hologram and he says, I have a question. And Palpatine says, we'll get to you in a minute. And then they hang up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let him ask his question. Maybe it was important. <laughs> I mean, I just thinking that just like, and I think about like, like some of the robot chicken sketches. It's just that like, like, I mean, Palpatine was insanely confident and competent, but he has to have been a bit, he has to have been a ball of nerves. Just unless he's like, he was so confident that it would work that he couldn't even conceive of it. That like, but even then, like having a, a clown like Jar Jar, like it'd just be kind of like it'd just be annoying as shit. Like you're, like you're trying to close a, you know, you're clutch, you know, you're trying to close the, you've met a girl at a bar, and you're trying to close the deal, and all of a sudden your your drunk friend is just like, hey, what's going on, you know, and just like possibly ruining your chances. 
not saying that I've been that friend, but uh, <laughs> how annoying would it be to just like, that he's just like, God dang it. I'm usually the drunk friend ruining people's chances at the bar. Because <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> My friend and I went to it like a oh it was supposed to be an after party but it turned out it was just the this guy and the girl that he had picked up at the bar and I'm like oh okay uh, look at the time we gotta go so back to Palpatine and Jar Jar though Palpatine's in some of the books Palpatine has this ability to see sort of like shatter points or fraction like like forks in the road and the Force right in the future mm-hmm. he must know that he has to keep Jar Jar around so. He can manipulate Jar Jar into voting for the War Powers Act or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. That's already happened, though, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened in um, that happened in um, Attack of the Clones. Okay. All right. So I don't know. I don't always keep him around now, right? <laughs> once once you've done something like that, you usually tie up your loose ends. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just that's that's his comic relief through the whole thing. <laughs> like in the end, he can always blame Jar Jar. <laughs> If things go horribly wrong. There it is. All right. Ties, ties into the whole dark Jar Jar thing that people have. I hate have. that theory. Oh, me too. Okay. So, um, okay. So as they land at the planet, Sinarkaris says that the last time he went on a hostage negotiation, he ended up in a dungeon for three weeks. Then the ship comes under attack. Uh, Karis says that they've been betrayed. And Jar Jar is not buckled in, so when the shuttle does evasive maneuvers, he stumbles around. And at one point, he ends up in the cockpit of the uh, the co-pilot of the uh, the shuttle, and he's put back down and as they crash into the field. Now, they might have shown how like the pilots get uh, up there. Um, so in the shuttlecraft, like um, no, they're not really shuttles. They're more like the drop ships. The, the pilots are above, but there's plenty of room underneath them. So you always like wonder, like, how do they get up and down? And there's like this, the chairs go up and down, like into the cockpit. Yeah, it's a pretty cool mechanism. It's like an elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and everybody's everybody's in their the um, the crash seats. Charger can't figure out how to op- open uh, open them up. They're like they're like the harnesses from any uh, ride, like any. Um, Roller coaster Roller ride. Coaster, yeah, where it yeah. goes over your shoulders. And Charger, Charger can't get it. Figure out how to get it open, and it's very much like makes me think of like a, a dream from like long ago, where I like you can't like I couldn't get, couldn't figure out how to get the thing, uh, open before we did like the loop to loop or something like that. So it's kind of funny, but at the same time, like Charger is like all over the place, and he doesn't cause the crash because they get attacked. Um, but he definitely kind of, he doesn't help. Um, back in the cell with Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Dooku, Dooku's using the force to get a knife off the table to short circuit, uh, the door open. Obi-Wan, uh, Anakin, and Dooku taunt each other as the door is opened. The three stroll out, uh, most impressive, says Obi-Wan. There's a lot of, I put that in the notes because there's a lot of just one line drops in this one where like impressive most impressive and and stuff like that that are the writing in this one is just very cheeky i guess Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like this whole like i said earlier anakin tells dooku to shut up um that's not what he actually says he says something like if we have to be trapped in here together can you at least not talk 
<laughs> right? Or mm-hmm. something, something to that effect. And they're just teasing each other the entire time. From a from a how do you have three of the most powerful force users captured in a cell point of view? It makes very little sense from a plot, uh, as far as the plot goes. But we'll get there, I think. Right. You definitely have to just be like, uh, okay, sure. Well, I, we'll get to the note. I, I have a funny comment in the notes later. Yeah. So. So um, so after the crash of the shuttle, the uh, the two pilots are dead. And the ship is broken in half. Judge and the clone troopers are still alive, but Senator Karras is dead. He, uh, during the crash, you see his harness break, and he gets ragdolled around. And also, they lost their communications. They cannot contact Coruscant. So Turk, the Weequay, receives a report that the ship was crashed, but the Weequay have not recovered the spice yet. The underling says that they should tell Hondo, but instead Turk and his men leave for the crash site on speeders. So back to Obi-Wan, uh, Dooku, and Anakin. They are kind of human centipeding uh, their way through the compound. <laughs> Jesus. Dooku's the head, so at least he's got... No. <laughs> Any place but the middle. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they uh, knock a guard out and take his key. They open a door to the hangar and are immediately surrounded. They're recaptured and put back into a cell. Uh, Their bounds are then tied tighter. So Hondo says he doesn't want to kill them, that it's just business, and after all of this, they can go back to being friends. Hondo says, do not escape again. Obi-Wan says they have to escape before the ransom shows up. That's a lot of coke. And, you know, the street value of that? And Dooku definitely agrees. They actually talk about the street value a bit, right? Because they request a million credits worth of spice. At one point in this episode, Turk's like, we could sell it for twice that, <laughs> right? On the, Like on the illegal market or on the black market. And I'm like, yeah, if you cut it, you can sell it for even more. Yeah. Put it, cut it with uh, Wookiee baby powders. or <laughs> Wookiee baby formula. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I got diarrhea after taking this spice. Um, so back at the crash, they cannot activate the homing beacon. Uh, Jar Jar buries Senator Karras and takes command of the mission. The clones tell Jar Jar that the field that they crashed in has geysers that uh, shoot acid. This is kind of an uh, interesting thing. Um, it's like very like kind of like old faithful sort of things, except it's corrosive acid. Yeah, I love this from just from a Star Wars planet construction sort of idea. I love the idea of a geyser planet um, or a planet that has like this geyser activity and it's not water. It's bad acid. Mm. And I, I, once again, like hats off to the, to the set design team for coming up with like another cool idea for a planet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they decide to escape by uh, pretending to jump into the acid and then having some random bones show up. Okay. I'll put that drop in here is wrong with you just admit it was a shitty idea having a grandson that of fake acid are you dying of dementia how are you talking to me like this when did you get so cocky tonight tonight rick the night i saw you because you ruined it it was pre-ruined was it worse than when i was a pickle oh that's right you weren't there for that (laughs) and then and then jar jar gets a a machine that makes him go through different realities and anyways so yeah so and they notice that there's like these um I don't say like rhinoceros type animals um, that they are uh, that they don't like the geysers either. Um, and uh, 
the clones, they're not really sure how that they're going to get the spice ransom uh, to the pirates and get word off that uh, that they've got Count Dooku. Now, back at the prison, Obi-Wan uses a Jedi mind trick to get the guard to let them go. Uh, basically says, you want to open this up and then go drinking with your friends. And he's like, okay. Then uh, Dooku taunts uh, his abilities. It's, it's, it's just back and forth, back and forth. And even between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Jar Jar and the clones are approached by the speeders. They don't know if these people are the, supposed to meet them or the people that shot them down. The But the pirates, they eventually... Uh, fire um start firing on them so that kind of clears that up pretty quickly the clones retreat from the shuttle and take refuge in one of the geyser craters um the pirates don't see where they went but they're more interested in getting the spice and they haul it away and they wait uh they wait uh, jar jar says that they they they'll know when they have to leave because the animals will run and right now the animals are just kind of like at the edge of the hole just kind of looking in like what are, what are you guys doing these, these rhino things are called scalders. I didn't put it in the sorry. Hmm, okay. Um, so, like, um, afterwards, the the beasts start to run away, so the clones and Jar Jar escape uh, out of the, the crater just um, just in time before it uh, blows. Now, back in the shuttle, that uh, they find that the ransom is gone. One of the clones suggests that they wait uh, for the shuttle uh, for... I just wait in the shuttle for help, and Jar Jar says, "No, he has a plan. I mean, he is a he is a general officer after all. He's the ranking he's the ranking officer on the scene. Yeah, they established that, so they have to do whatever he says. Yeah, because he's part of the Senate. I mean, and I mean, I don't know how Gungan uh, military uh, rank converts over to clone army, but um, I would think Gungan general would uh, rank him pretty high." Which appears that, appears that way. Yeah, which is funny that, that this the episode is labeled the Gungan General, but they don't like refer to him as general or like to his battle experience. They, they, he he was jumped a total of uh, going by the U.S. military. Let's see, second second lieutenant, first lieutenant, captain, major, lieutenant colonel, colonel. So he was jumped seven slots. <laughs> Um, but, uh, he's, is that strange? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's how I'm hoping to make general when, uh, when, you know, when, when the aliens invade that and pretty much everybody else not being around. So they're, they're forced to promote me. So, uh, back with Jar Jar, they've got, they've mounted the beast and they're chasing the speeders, the the clones and the weak trade fire and the weak lose the spice, uh, and the clones, uh, recover their stash. Now back with uh, the prisoners, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Dooku get to the courtyard, and they just have to get past one last wall. Anakin pull Vols uh, up to the ledge, but Obi-Wan and Dooku mix. Sorry, not mix. Miss. The pirates aim at them and break the bond between Obi-Wan and Dooku. Dooku falls, but Obi-Wan catches him. Why? Yeah. This is... We're going to get to it, but this is one of these moments where it's like, first of all, this is your mortal enemy. Just let him fall the 20 feet to the ground. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You just be like, whoops. The other, th- the other thing is, he is one of the most powerful Force users in the, in the galaxy. Can he really be hurt by falling off a wall? It might be 30 feet in the air, right? But Anakin pole vaults over it. If he didn't have two other humans like tied to him, he would have cleared it by a mile. And we're supposed to believe that they're actually in danger in this moment. They're not. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where the force, the force is kind of a plot device that it, it exists 
when they need it and um and it or well it exists for the basically for the plot but like when it could cause less tension in the scene it they, magically they can't use it so and yet another just kind of a uh, all right fine kind of moment so uh so he captures them they're too heavy and anakin's trying to hold on but he's slipping the shooting stops and hondo shows up and says i guess we won't be friends and they're recaptured again this is the other thing that i like about the cadence of this episode is they keep getting captured and then put in the cell they start in the cell and they keep getting out and getting put back in the cell this is the third time yeah this is their third capture in in this episode if you count the capture that happens because of Pilf's smoke bomb yeah. in the comic. How incompetent are they that they keep getting caught by the same group of pirates over and over and over again? Or they, they can't figure out how to break the bonds. Yeah, right. like, especially when especially when one gets shot and it breaks. Yeah, you just you just grab the uh, you grab a blaster pew, pew, and then just be like we're going this way, you go that way and then we'll never talk of this again. But whatever. So, uh, so uh, back to uh, Jar Jar. Uh, he and the clones are mounted with spice. They decide to follow the power lines to the compound, and um, then they head towards the compound. Now, back in the compound, Hondo gets a report from Turk. Tell Turk tells Hondo that the Republic did did not send the spice. They sent an army, and he's the only survivor. Hondo believes him and asks to take some tanks to stop the Republic army. Back in the cell, Obi-Wan and Anakin argue. Some weak ways show up and take Anakin and Obi-Wan away. Jar Jar tells the clones tanks are approaching. Uh, so this is actually funny. Like, because he, he, um, he's telling the, he, he uses something else, something clankers, and they're not, and, and the clone who's in charge, he's kind of like looking around. He's like not seeing it. And Jar Jar's like, no, over here. Mm. It just reminds me of like um, helping my dad like hold a light while working on the engine and right. I'm, and I'm just holding it. And he's like, no here. And then five minutes later, he's like, what are you doing? Like here. And then, and then, then, then I, then I, then I run away crying. But uh, in this case, the clones didn't cry. They are disciplined soldiers. Unlike me. Um, so, um, so they, they, uh, the clone says that they need Jar Jar to go out there and negotiate with the pirates. Jar Jar doesn't like this idea, but he goes ahead with it. Uh, in the banquet hall, Obi-Wan and Anakin are suspended in an electric field of so, um, some sort of restraint. Obi-Wan asks out the ransom, and Hondo says the Republic didn't bring the spice, but brought an army. Anakin calls him a liar. Hondo gets upset, and Obi-Wan says, stop talking right now, and Hondo begins to shock them. Uh, and Anakin's like, well, what? You're a liar. And Hondo's just like, yeah. how, how dare you? Yeah, it's uh, it's really phenomenal just how aggressively rude Anakin is to Hondo. He's like, he's like, you're a liar. And he's like, he's like, don't call me a liar. And he's like, that's what you do for a living. Like, you just lie yeah. to people all the time. And then just start shocking them. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, so, um, so uh, back with uh, Jar Jar and the clones, he approaches the tanks, and he says he's from the Senate with a ransom. The pirates are confused, and but they think they can just take the ransom off of him. They invite him onto the tank, and uh, now this is like where the clones are just watching. They're just and the commander's just like, just wait, just wait, because he knows that Jar Jar is going to somehow mess things up. 
he's going to step on the wrong thing or slip or something, which is exactly what happens. And he causes a distraction and ends up blowing up one of the tanks. Um, and then um, and at one point, uh, a tank hits the power lines and it takes the, the power um, out of the, uh, the banquet hall and Anakin and Obi-Wan escape. They get their lightsabers and take Hondo uh, capture. Well, not, not capture, captive. Around the same time as the plot uh, wills it, uh, the Duke remembers that he has the ability to use the Force and just walks out of his cell. Uh, yes, this is this is when I, re- I put that note in there because this is when my frustration with their inability to use the Force sort of boiled over. Because Duku, he he just leaves, right? He's he's presumably been locked up in there for a long time, and now he's by himself. I guess is the difference. Like he's mm-hmm. and an Obi Wan tied to him. But he just opens the cell door and leaves. Like he just walks out. Like he's not—he's not actually cap- captured here, right? He just walks out. Yeah. Like he's got like a skeleton key to the whole fucking place. There's like scenes earlier where they're like, they found a key. Like let's open this door, and like let's like let's use a knife to short circuit this the the door switch, and let's mind trick this pirate into opening the door. All of these other th- other things they're trying. Like let's pole vault, pole vault over the wall, and like Duke is just like, all right, I'm done. I'm just gonna leave. I'm bored. Let's mm-hmm. go. And he just opens the door and walks out. Yeah, he's he's had it with this escape room. It's like he realized he's like a level twenty rogue all of a sudden. He's like, <laughs> oh shit, I can just open any door I want. So uh, Jar Jar destroys the last tank, uh, or he destroys another tank, and the last one comes up, tells him to freeze, and. The clones capture that one, and it's one of one of the weak way uh, in this um, scene. In unlike the tanks, that sounds almost eh, exactly like Wrecker from the Bad Batch. So now back at the compound, uh, Turk is leaving with his underling. When all of a sudden he's choking, Turk pulls his blaster out and shoots his underling, and uh, then Dooku kills Turk. Obi Wan and Anakin take Hondo captive. Um, the remaining tank pulls up and Hondo says the Republic forces were destroyed. Charger then comes out of the tank revealing that he destroyed the pirate forces and now has the ransom. And this is very much kind of like a return of the Jedi where like they think that they're, they're that they're toast uh, until like Chewie shows up in the cockpit of the, uh, the ATST. Good call. I didn't even think of that. That's a, that's a wonderful callback. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. Uh, right then, you see Dooku flying off. Anakin says that there's no need to pay the ransom now. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Jar Jar, and the clones uh, get to the twilight. Hano asks what's going to happen to him. Obi-Wan says that nothing will happen to him, and he's confused by Obi-Wan's uh, honor. But then Obi-Wan says that uh, Dooku doesn't share uh, their lack of revenge, and he knows where you guys are. So, it's another word, like he's. He's just going to let somebody else deal with the, the Hondo problem, which might be even crueler. Yeah, that's some street justice that Obi-Wan yeah. is dealing out here. But uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, all right, all right. Woo. So the first thing I kind of like to talk about is the, the moral, the fortune cookie kind of thing at the beginning. Does that make sense? For me personally, no. Yeah, so to remind everybody, it's fail with honor rather than succeed by fraud. I don't know what this is referring to personally, because who failed with honor? Yeah, I, 
doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of sense. I don't think it's a bad moral. I just don't think it fits the plot. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be much more. It'd make a lot more sense if if they had to make a questionable judgment uh, in order to like win some battle or something. And so, and that's just like it's better to be keep your honor than to win by being a piece of shit or whatever. Um, or like somehow it's better to fa- be a gracious loser than be a cheater, which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of episodes that could probably work better on, but not this one in my mind, at least. Yeah. I could, some of these have alternative ones that were scrapped in the writing and I couldn't find one for this one. I also didn't have a ton of time to do research and went down a, an unsuccessful rabbit hole trying to find a copy of a book. Um, but yeah, I don't think this one fits with this episode. I like your rewrite of it. It's basically better to lose than to win by cheating, but that also wouldn't apply here. Yeah. Um, so I think we can probably move on from the moral. Sorry, the moral is sorry. Everyone. We don't think the moral fits this one. Um, did you like this episode though? I, I liked it overall. Uh, it, there were some parts that were just kind of like, Oh boy. And the Jar Jar stuff, it didn't bother me that much. The, the voice, his voice was, um, it was, it was a little off-putting because it was a different actor. Yeah, so we can talk about that briefly, too. Um, so Jar Jar is credited, uh, the actor playing Jar Jar is credited in the credits as B.J. Hughes, um, but it's Phil Lamar. Um, and Phil Lamar, was, this is the other deep dive I did, trying to figure out what Phil Lamar used the alias B.J. Hughes as in the past. And he only, as far as I can tell, only used it in his early Star Wars work and then started using his real, his name, Phil Lamar, later. Um, but he's still credited as B.J. Hughes in these episodes. I couldn't find a reason why he did this, but maybe he's a little bit ashamed to be Jar Jar in the beginning. I don't know, but he embraced it later. So I don't know. I, I really don't. Phil Lamar does go on to do a lot of other things, though. Um, but he is, so we, we've already talked about him because he, he was, um, Kit Fisto and Lair of Grievous. Um, so that's what he was originally credited as. And he is credited as Phil Lamar in that episode, not as BJ Hughes. He's only credited as BJ Hughes in the episodes where he plays Jar Jar. So it does seem to be a specific Jar Jar thing. Right. Okay. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, there's a couple of trivia things. Um, if we have, if you're okay with that, yeah, go for it. Um, not a whole lot, but on the speeder bikes that the pirate gang take out to um, kill the clones and steal the spice, they have a twilight, a twilight um, mudflap girl. Yeah, yeah, you're right. On there, uh, like a poster. It was a poster yeah. on the wall. There was a post. There was the post. The pinup girl on the wall, and then their bikes. Each of their bikes had the silhouette. Like the mudflap girl, and what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, and it was a Twilight girl that was the mudflap girl for them. So that's that's sort of a cool little detail that they threw in there. Um, and then you're gonna love this if you didn't notice, but Senator Karas, the Grand, he carried a staff with him. That staff is the staff of Ra from Raiders of the Lost Ark. No way, really? Yeah. So if you go back to when Jar Jar is burying him. Because he gets buried under a pile of rocks in the field where they crash. Jar Jar 
says a couple of nice words about him and then sticks the staff into the grave. And you can see it very clearly. It is the staff of Ra from um, from the clone, from, sorry, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, there's not a whole lot of other trivia I could find about this particular episode. Um, uh, there is, at, at one point when they're running to Paul Vault, Paul Vault over the wall, there is an R5 droid that has a blaster attached to its head. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really fun because... Let's see if I can find it real quick. Because that is a action figure that they made years later. Um, they, they, they produced... Hasbro produced these four packs. Or was that Hasbro or Disney? I can't remember who was making them at the time. They produced these four packs of droids. And they're, they're called Build-A-Droids. And so all the pieces come apart and you can reconfigure them. And they would just make one for every property. And so there was like Clone Wars droids and then like Force Awakens droids. And then they, they're still doing them, but they're not Build-A-Droids anymore. They're just droids. Um, and one of the ones they did for Clone Wars is the one with the gun on its head. And it's always been like a really wild, strange-looking one. But I'll find it and I'll send you a photo of it later. It's it's a really fun, fun little toy. And I'd forgotten that it was in this episode. Um, but for everyone who collects toys out there, that toy exists. <laughs> and it is a very strange-looking droid. But a fun, a fun little quote from this episode. Um, other than that, I didn't have a lot of time to do other research. So I don't have any more trivia. If you want to move on to the rating or if there's anything else you want to talk about, we can do that. Yeah, I've got nothing else. So let's go to the rankings. So uh, how we rank an episode is we rank it by a Star Wars character. So a really great episode would be a Han, Luke, Leia, Vader, Chewie, etc. from there. And then a really bad episode would be, um, hmm, I, I guess we'll, we'll go with our, our the, the favorite of Lugubrious Moat. Yeah, it's like Lugubrious Moat or something. Yeah, the, the flea from... The, the um, uh, Adventures of Luke Skywalker book. Um, so, um, just an inconsequential character or just terrible character. One, the way I like to think about it is that if this that character you know, was just to all of a sudden just be Thanos snapped out of existence, we wouldn't even know the difference. So, Matt, what is your uh, ranking for this episode? Yeah, it's a relatively satisfying conclusion to this arc that introduces us to Hondo. Um, so I think I think I'll just give it Rio Chuchi. We're watching the Clone Wars earlier today, and I think she's a pretty cool character. Um, but there's no reason why anything she does has to be her. So she could be substituted for anybody. Um, I think I think it's a good character. She's an important character, but but more of like context dependent. You know what I mean? Um, I liked it. Didn't love it. I, I found the whole we don't know how to use the force to make this funny funny for a little bit and then I found it frustrating. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to do Rio Chuchi for uh, what I consider a good low end of good episode. Okay. Um, I can't remember his name, but the Gungan general from episode one who says, ouch time. Tarples. Tarples, that's... that's uh, because uh, I knew it was Captain something. 
Captain Tarples, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll look it, it up. Yeah, it's um, because it's it's humorous but semi-serious. Um, it, it kind of has its problems, but I don't mind overall. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, not my favorite. Not my no, not one that I absolutely hate. It would definitely go in the rewatch rotation if I was to do just a, a random uh, Clone Wars episode or something as as I'm doing like some sort of task around the house. That's a good way to put it. I think if that's a bar, um, yeah, this is definitely on a rewatch for me. All right, cool, excellent. So, I mean, that's, I guess, was uh, play out now. Yep, just plays out. Uh, oh, wait, no, I got to roll the die. Oh, yes. You always, want, you always want me to forget to roll the die. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't know who you think you're playing with. I don't play this game. We let the fate decide. Huh? I just happen to have a chance to be here. Blue, it's the boy. Red, his mother. All right, forgive me for forgetting. Um, we forgot to do to record it last time we did this, um, but I did roll the die later, and it came up as a two, I think. So we do not, we did not do an Ewoks episode, but at the end of every one of our reviews, I roll a d20, much to the anger of Jamie, and if it comes up a one, the next episode we review is an Ewoks episode from 1985. If I roll any other number, we will review the next episode of Clone Wars, which is... Season 1, Episode 13, Jedi Crash. That is an episode where Anakin gets hurt uh, in a starship crash, and and, uh, Ahsoka has to care for him and fend off the beasts. Um, That's a good one. All right, I'm going to roll the die. You ready? Yes. It is a 16. Okay. Firmly in the Clone Wars uh, section. Okay. I'm in the Clone Wars section, so now you can play us out. Okay. Thanks, everybody. All right. So, so yeah. So, uh, uh, for the outro, just want to say thank you for listening. Um, we don't advertise on this, and we don't make any money, hence we're, why we're allowed to be – we're not considered scabs or whatever. Uh, so, um, but it's just two guys who are friends who like to talk about Star Wars. So, if you could uh, refer us or whatever to a friend who um, – who likes Star Wars, go ahead and do that, uh, please. Um, or if you think we really suck, tell somebody you hate about us, like your old boss or whatever, because fuck them, right? And um, thanks for downloading. You can find us pretty much... Um, well, don't look on Stitcher, because Stitcher is going away, but we're, we're available at most um, places where fine podcasts are sold. And by sold, I mean given away for free. And I lost the board. There it is. Okay. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of Yub Nub as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to Yubcast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewok, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, 
Please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at moochbaderproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Shut up.